back to the optional boss podcast this is episode 20 where we always give a certain amount of time that we're actually going to make the episode and then times that by 20 <laughs> that sound about yeah. right tyler <laughs> yeah what are we shooting for uh nice short sweet hour or so and well if we let's, actually let's, accomplish let's say that... five minutes <laughs> okay so if let's, we let's say, say five, minutes. five minutes it might turn out to be an hour intro ramble topic and yeah that's five minutes yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So, okay. uh, yeah, today we are talking about demos and demo discs and just, well, demos don't come on discs anymore, but demos. How many times can I say demos in the next five minutes? Is that, uh, is that why this is five minutes? Because this is only a small demonstration podcast, a small taste of what is to uh, be available for them. The shareware trial version. The shareware trial version. No, we did DOS already. That just means the full episode is just actually hidden in the code, and you just gotta crack it. This is fair. This is true. Yeah. Is there a boss key? Is there a boss? We got, we gotta get one of those like decryptor discs, as you mentioned, and that's or, where people can listen to us. Or is the boss key optional? Ah! <laughs> ah. Title drop. Don't so, you love anyways. us, folks? <laughs> uh, that's that's that was stupid. Uh, we, today we're talking about demos and. To start off, we're going to do our little rambly intro, just kind of, in at the end, let's be honest, it kind of warms us up to actually get to the topic at hand. So, Tyler, what have you been up to? It's on brand. This is the brand that we are selling people. It is rambles and topic and good times for all. I yes. have been juggling too many things because I had the dilemma of playing two long games that I'm still playing and then getting more games that I want to play. <laughs> and it's becoming problematic. So, whoa, geez, we got to be like three or so episodes in where I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom, which I said the right title this time. Oh, me. In, in, in all fairness, that is a pretty big game. It is a pretty big game. And I am at the point where there is so much more to do, but I'm ready to beeline for the actual, like, main meat of the game. This is the kind of game you can always go back and do the additional stuff later. But yeah, you, I, you, I, you get the extra bun after the mashed potatoes. It, ooh, ooh, I have, uh, I have cheese biscuits after this, so that's, that's a nice reminder. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my reward for beating Zelda, a nice cheese biscuit. But I'm, I'm making my way. I'm still enjoying it. It's a great time. And again, the dilemma with actually finishing it is because it is distractions the game. Uh, also... Still playing Final Fantasy V on the side. Not as much. I haven't got the time to, but that's kind of, like I said, old pair of slippers. I can hop into that guy anytime, and we are just set for a good time. Uh, on top of that, though, so I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I have recently uh, joined the fine club of owning a PS5. And yes. You know, it's kind of <laughs> great. I will admit, it's. I. I've never been like, you know, the type to be the most on the current gen. I usually pick up pretty late. And I mean, admittedly, still, we're what, three years into the PS5 now? Yeah, it's, it's what one could 
assume is almost half its life cycle. Uh, it's hard to say these days. They get longer or shorter each time. We could be around the corner from the 6 or the 5 Pro, which admittedly, I don't know how you make this thing more Pro other than giving it more memory. But it is, and I'm I'm not really, like I said, the type to be too up on the uh, most current, but it does feel next-gen, which is quite nice. I have been enjoying, you know, the detail in the controller gimmicky. It may be. It is actually pretty cool. What do they call it? The haptic feedback? Yep. And that's been interesting. And uh, for oh, that, okay, I, okay. Oh. Did, did you launch Astro's Playroom? A little bit, yes. I, I bit. tried it out last night, and it's very charming. I'm, I'm. <laughs> it's it's really funny because it's basically just Mario sixty four, but <laughs> it the references are incredible, and I'm not getting them all. Like I'm not a diehard PlayStation person, but it is actually pretty cool to see like some of those deep cut references. Well, there's there's the one point. I can't remember what the location is called. It's like Memory Meadows or something. It's all, it's inside the PlayStation. And it's a very friendly place inside my PlayStation, apparently. But you see off in the distance, there's like one of the little robot characters. And he's falling off of a ledge. And this large gray feathered bird, like, picks him up and puts it back up. I'm like, oh, cool. That's the last guardian. And... It's interesting to see these little characters playing out the scenarios from, like, you know, just some solid PlayStation gems. It's very much trying to get me to buy a PS5 after I've bought a PS5. <laughs> like, the game it's, is it's, just... It's there to make you realize that, okay, yeah, this was a safe purchase. <laughs> it, and I think it is a very... I an achievement called pain because I got hit in the face with a can. Was, <laughs> yeah, um... And it, it does kind of feel like an advertisement, but I get it. It's it's solely a tech demo, and it knows it's a tech demo, but boy, did they ever pull out all the stops for the charm. Like, I think it does a good job of maybe not truly displaying how powerful the PS5 is. It, it's a very behind-the-scenes kind of power approach. But yes. you do at least get a good idea of, like, these are some of the interesting things your console can do. I think it was more like, yes, it's showing the power of the PS5, but it's also like kind of showing the controller, whatever. Yes, it seemed like the the, the main focus was like, these are the interesting things you can do with the controller. Like the the triggers that like have resistance and stuff. It's one of those things you can tell people about, but until you get it in your hands, it's almost kind of like VR where like it's not something you can explain versus what you can actually tangibly do. Well, you've heard about the resistance controllers and everything before. I and have. It's like okay, that that's cool, whatever. But and now that you've actually you, done it, when you feel or used it, it, or even just the little details, and I've noticed this with uh, so again, you know, it just got it, so I haven't really managed to fill out the library. But I just started Paternal today, which I have. That's <laughs> been like on the top of my okay. When I get a PS5, like I want to check this out. It's really cool to see a AAA quality mainstream roguelike, which you know roguelikes are getting pretty beaten to the ground. Which is unfortunate, but a good roguelike is a good roguelike. Yes. And, you know, the theming and stuff impresses me, but... And I feel like this is the scary thing with the PS5 and most consoles that have, like... It was like the Switch with their HD rumble. It was a really cool feature that only a small pocket of developers, most primarily, like Nintendo themselves, utilize at, like, the start of it. And then it just stopped... It's almost like the 3DS and the 3D gimmick. Like, eventually, they just stopped making games that did it. So... Yeah, but when um, you feel the raindrops through the controller, like that stuff's cool. Yes, I will say like some of the gimmicks on the controller, uh, they don't get utilized as much as I'd like to see. 
but they are being utilized still. I, well, there's a lot of things where you shoot stuff, so at least the triggers will get their uh, intended bit of uh, attention. Yes. I've I've been up to a few other things, but uh, I will I will hand the floor over to you. What what have you been up to lately? Oh, I haven't had much time to be honest, but uh, I've been up to pretty much more of the same. Uh, never did finish Half Life Alex, so plugging away still a little bit at, at a time through that, uh, and. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of funny. I uh, got Diablo 4 and uh beat that. Did all the side quest achievements for it and I've done most of the dungeons and I was just waiting for the end game to release, the the seasons to start. You, I'm going to dive into that. You say you haven't had much time, but from my understanding of Diablo, if you accomplished all that, you've had a good amount of time. Well, I've had to reduce sleep. Ah. <laughs> Yes, sometimes sacrifices must be made. That, that old trope. I'm I'm intrigued by it, but again, just Diablo one was my thing. Diablo two intrigued me, but got a little, little too grind heavy. And Diablo three was just not something I I recognized. But four, I might look into, and I'm hearing incredible things. It it was a lot of fun. It was really good. The uh, the level up slog at the end before. The end game content is actually like you, you can finish off the story, no problem. But end game content is the the replayability bit. Mm. Uh, there is some there, but not the main bulk of it till the seasons start. Okay, so it's so just kind of waiting for that to actually. It's it's almost like uh, I'm sure Pokemon has done it actually. So yeah, po- Pokemon is very much a franchise where like yeah, okay, you beat the game, but now you can start the game. Yes. Yeah. What was I playing so, recently that did that? Yeah, just just waiting on that to. Uh, to happen um in the meantime blizzard did have a sale and i said i'd never buy so when diablo 2 remastered came out oh it was right at the time that all the stuff was going on at activision blizzard uh, controversy yes all the allegations and i mean not just allegations the 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 truth got out and it's like okay that's that's fucking ridiculous so i boycotted for a while and i mean i bought diablo 4 yeah uh they've fired a lot of those people now i'd still like to see bob Kotick gone but oh well uh maybe this microsoft merger will make that happen uh in in the meantime uh they had a sale and they had diablo 2 remastered on for 15 bucks so i picked that up you've been in a very diablo mode since diablo 4 came out i take it well, here's here's the thing. That was something I was very hyped for, and then I didn't want to buy because of everything going on when it released. Well, you've given them at least less money. So, still, still a yes, small and process. it's 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 been a long time since it came out now. So, I, it's been over a year, I think, yeah. at this point. So, yeah, I got myself some Diablo two. Um, it feels good to play. Jesus Christ. Is it actually? Because I know that like the Warcraft three one was just phoned right in. No, the, so I know. this one was done well. Ooh. What did and you it get is kind of neat. PC. Yes. Yeah. So it is kind of neat because there's a toggle button that you can switch back to the original graphics and everything. I like that. That's a common feature with these remakes these days. Yeah, it's okay. it's just really neat because the the level of detail is incredible. Like it looks really good. I always feel like two was the one that. I, I wasn't there for, so I couldn't find the fondness of, right? So two I played a lot of, and then we end up getting a flood, and 
back then they only had so much server space. So if you weren't active in the last eight days, your character got deleted. Oh, that is harsh. So when we got a flood and had to go through insurance, um, I wasn't logged in and I lost my level 99 character. Oh, that's lame. So Was I it at least free really servers back? back then? Yes. Okay, so you, this is because I know Diablo 2 is a very early example of a popular online multiplayer game. Yep. So that is true. The remaster, though. I don't see that uh, that restriction either, so that's good. No, oh, you just need to wait. That's Blizzard for some reason. I was thinking you have to make an account for Bethesda Net. No, not Bethesda Net. Yeah. <laughs> uh, aside from that, um, I'm going to touch on it a little bit more because uh, it has to do with today's topic. But like I got the VR and I've not I instead of Half-Life Alex and uh Beat Saber, I've been kind of yeah. tempted to check out some of these things. And a lot of the games, well, I'm, I say a lot, a lot in quotes, uh, that actually do appeal to me seem to have demos. So I've been checking out some of the demos on there. I think that would be a pretty great way to kind of dip your toe into VR because I know it's a very vast pool. And I know the PC landscape is usually pretty generous about demos. And also on that note, I've been I've been into my fair share of demos as well because I got the newly acquired PS5. And yes. For the first one that I got, the first thing I actually did with my PS5 was I downloaded the demo of the upcoming Lies of P, which God damn, it's so good. Oh my god, this t- <laughs> for a demo, this was like Oh, I think I was like five and a half hours into it. Like it was, it was. Yeah, beefy. it's it's beefy to my understanding. I didn't finish it because I've been distracted with all the other things I've been anticipated for coming out. And once Liza P comes out, I'm going to be picking it up at some point anyway. So oh, day one, it is. I <laughs> I got my feet wet with it, and it's like okay, yeah, this is this is this went from a possible buy to a must buy for me. Well, and I feel like that was a lot of the perception for a lot of the people who have their eyes on this game, right? Because it screams Bloodborne, but of course, you know, we have souls like FromSoft imitators come and go, and they always, like, you know, they kind of look like it. They've got a lot of the same trappings as your Dark Souls-esque games, but no one ever really gets it right, be it the game feel or how the enemies behave and things like that. This feels like the Bloodborne 2 that we have not been getting. And uh, I'll it, say this. Liza P is the closest thing to a Souls-like that FromSoft has not done. No, it, and it's cool because it's very much, like you could say ripoff, I would say like heavily inspired. I don't think it's a ripoff at this point. You could just say it's, it's a style choice, right? Not unlike the Metroidvania. They're not ripping off Metroid. It's just now it's its own solidified genre or take on a game. Yes, style. And, and I think the Souls-like genre has become its own thing now, right? Oh, very much so. And yeah, so this, this demo was very successful on uh, selling me on the product, which is what a good demo should do, I really think. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And now, on top of that... Oh, something, something else. Uh... Because I did the Liza P demo. However, did you catch our sudden surprise of appearance in the Final Fantasy 16 demo? Yeah, we're we're square, we're stars at Square Enix's. Uh, <laughs> what an what an interesting coincidence that was! Wow. I, uh, oh, I, I was I was going to shout out, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, so I I was the, the Tyler, as you would suspect, 
and I played the starring role of almost dying, apparently. And then we have my co-host Josh, or Joshua, as his appearance would may lead to you in Final Fantasy 16. And he and we did won't say die. where. Oh, Maybe. Uh, yes. Yeah. Possibly spoil the beginning. It's a demo. Uh, I. It's it. It is a demo. <laughs> Yeah. But that would be ruined for me if I heard that. No. Yeah. Sorry. But <laughs> I I did try out the Final Fantasy 16 demo and I knew going into it like it was a very action heavy, but like it's really action heavy. Like this does not feel like an RPG anymore. This feels like a straight action game. So, I went, I got it and I've been playing it cuz I actually really enjoyed the demo. Uh Tyler, I know you weren't you Liked it, but you weren't in like with it. That I think is, those are your words. That is a very good way and a way that I would describe it. Yeah, I'm so first of all, the the presentation is incredible. I, I, I've i not seen Game of Thrones before, but God, is this ever just Game of Thrones? It is very and, Game of Thrones. And the presentation is, is a violent game. My goodness, there is. Oh, yes. I, so well, we're okay, we're not okay. shy from our uh, more adult-oriented content on this podcast, and I just want to say that I was a little charmed early on in the game when there is a circumstance of event happening and someone goes fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I I feel like the humanity here. I like this. So I will say this: they took a much more Western approach to dialogue and everything. So what just one of my tropes with with anime and everything is the the constant anime grunt the the legendary oh. anime grunt mm-hmm. final fantasy 7 does it all the time and oh, it, does it, it bothers ever? me it, it bothers me there too but so final fantasy 16 it doesn't really have a lot of that and a lot of it's like what we expect out of a movie or a tv show on hbo and so quick little like two minute spoiler here um Five seconds for that. Uh, so you you've beat the demo. Yes. Um, when the king got killed and Joshua just got covered in blood. Yeah. It's like, oh, this ain't your baby's Final Fantasy anymore. Jesus Christ. Not even that though. Like at the beginning, or, the the scene with the war, like they murdered those people. Yes. Or when the second icon of fire uh, tore into the phoenix at the end. Oh, Holy that was shit. violent. You felt that. Oh, yeah. No, that one was... Uh, it's... That's the thing. Like I said, I, I wasn't in like with it, but I am very interested in it because like the presentation of this game is all masterful. It's... So I, I was very put off by hearing it had a lot of cutscenes and everything. And it's like, I don't, I don't mind cutscenes. I, I, I can enjoy cutscenes. I, I, I figure one day I'll finish a Kojima game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but knowing that is coming from Square and their orientation to cutscenes and very anime flair and whatnot, and then actually playing that demo and seeing what their flair of this was, like, oh, this isn't like filled to the brim with your Japanese culture anime style. This is made for the West. This is a this is a brief uh discussion on our thoughts on Final Fantasy sixteen, which I will probably get at some point. Because I yes. like I said I didn't not enjoy it. It just wasn't like I have to get this right away. Like my feelings were with Lies of P, which doesn't come out until September. So well, once hopefully... once you get to the hub, you'll feel that Final Fantasy feel. Well, the so my highlight, at least from the demo, 
was at least gameplay wise was the fight with the dragoon. I actually had a lot yes. of fun with that particular fight, and that's where I went. You know, I was I felt pretty meh on the gameplay for now, and it's also one of those things like they only give you so much to work with, and you see those subsystems like there's a lot on offer in the actual game, so it probably yes, is a lot better. But it felt really limited to start, right? So yeah, it wasn't quite giving me that draw, but. I will praise Square for whenever they release a demo, and this will start veering away from Final Fantasy 16, but whenever they seem to release a demo, it's always the beginning of the game. Yes. Or... And they always let you continue on. This is... I I think this is something we could circle back to, but uh, they they use a lot of their demos with the early ones to get feedback. Yes. Which is a big deal. But before we get that far into the life of demos, let's reel it way back to the past. Uh, to I was gonna riff off the angry video game nerd intro, and I just completely forgot what the lyrics are. <laughs> Anywho, so going back, what what is your first thought of like demos, and like what comes to mind when you think of demos in the earlier days of our gaming history? So let's ignore shareware and stuff because we did touch on that back on uh, the DOS episode. It's a different kind of beast, though. This is it. It, it is. So we're, we're talking strictly demos. Um, honestly, it reminds me of the old PlayStation magazine and getting the demo disc in each copy. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I was trying to find a way that I could possibly work this in because I have once again asked my uh, canonical buddy who comes to chill sometimes his thoughts on demos in general. And he didn't have a lot to say. Sometimes he's not too wordy about these things, but he does. He did say that, you know, when he thinks demos, he thinks the old PlayStation magazine and the demo discs that they would provide. And yes. I think that, you know, demo culture, to call it a culture anyhow, uh, is very synonymous with early PlayStation because I know, like, I think of, like, compilations like Spyro and Twisted Metal and Crash Bandicoot all being, like, lumped together in these nice little packages. And you would play those demos over and over again. And in some cases, uh, I don't exactly remember how this worked, but in games like Crash Bandicoot, you could get a demo for Spyro. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think there was also a demo for Crash in Spyro as well. And it was like extra unlockable content where, I, like I said, I don't know the details of it, but it was kind of like a 100% completion bonus sort of thing. Or maybe it was like a cheat that you would enter at the, uh, oh, remember entering cheats at the intro screens? So Yes. It, now, it was it's a, actually, now it's a credit card swipe. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of times where demos were, they were kind of treated like, you know, pretty special, right? Like, hey, you know, it was no, Video game communication wasn't what it was back in the day, right? Like, you know, we're talking about Final Fantasy 16 now, but we have known about Final Fantasy 16 for the last, what, three years? And we're getting information trickled out and trickled out as we're back in the day is, what is a Crash the Bandicoot? Yes. So Crash Banuka. Crash Banuka. You just try (laughs) it out. And there's something magical about those kind of trial days. So one thing that always bothered me, was my very first demo disc, I think it was my first demo disc anyways, had a game on it that I I don't even remember much about it and what you did, but I just remember as a kid, I had a blast with the demo of this game, and I have only found a copy that was ever released in Australia. 
I cannot find it anywhere else. And that is Team Buddies. I'm sorry, that's what? Team Buddies. Okay. And what is a Team Buddies? Well, I, I don't remember much about the actual game. I just remember you, you like, built things. So, like, you put two cubes together that you got from the center, and it would give you a gun, or you could build, like, three or six together, and you get a tank. And you, so your team is running around collecting blocks and build, uh, protecting, like, your core, and you got to go steal other people's blocks and kill their core. So you'd always have to, like, run to the middle, get these blocks, build up a weapon and defense, and then go take an attack and it's all real time like you're moving and building as you go and it's like this frantic four uh one v everyone else or free for all and this was for playstation one yeah weird yeah Yeah. i can't say i've ever heard of that like no and not get released here or i i don't think it did if it did i cannot find it for the life of me i've only found it on ebay once i think and it was in Australia. That's so weird. So I do think it's kind of interesting that when you think back to the early days of demos, there was a lot of prototype stuff that would slip through the cracks in a lot of these demos, and they would just be very much a different product when they came out. And I like how in the world of like you know game preservation these days, we're actually uncovering a lot of these prototype build demos that came out. Like there was one I remember that made a... Headlines, at least in our world of news, uh, about the Aladdin game for Genesis. There was, it, they might have even included it on the like Aladdin Lion King double pack that they came out with for everything a couple of years ago. And just completely different levels and enemies and stuff. And this was stuff that like you could get just in a disc randomly. And they're like, you know, this is, I'm going to pull an example that I did not play, but like this is Tomba. And. Then you end up getting Tomba, and like he looks completely different. The graphics are different. The music, like, I think it's really cool that you can get those. This is what we're working on takes. Yeah, no, but very much so. And mm-hmm. like a lot of the demos that I can think back to, like, did Nintendo ever have any demos in, so, in North America, anyways? So that is an interesting way to think because you don't really associate demos with like cartridges, right? No. So. When I think, because I didn't grow up with a PlayStation, when I think demos, at least in my early childhood, it's not actually properly built demos, but it's the, when you'd go to places like Walmart or what have you, and they would have, like, the Game Boy kiosk set up, yep. and it would be in that booth that, like, you know, you obviously couldn't remove it. They don't want you to steal this Game Boy. Oh, now, thinking back on it, all the germs that must have been on these trial oh, Game Boys. Oh, but... <clears throat> You could go, and I very much remember something like when Pokemon Gold and Silver came out, they had one of those kiosks, and it would let you play for about two, three minutes, which admittedly is terrible for something like Pokemon, because it's enough to be like, welcome to the world of Pokemon, what is your name? And then... I didn't answer my name, I didn't answer my name. Yeah. um, (laughs) And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like either the Game Boy or the cartridge was rigged in a way that it had a built-in timer to it. I'm not oh, sure. Really? Yeah, and that's how, like, these are special. You can find some of these cartridges out in the wild, and they'll usually say, like, for store trial purposes and stuff like that. And yep. They're, they're very peculiar collector's items now, but they were kind of, like, demos for Nintendo games. And this is very much like a story of, like, my childhood misconception of how things work. Because I remember going to a store that had one of these, like, demo Game Boy kiosks. 
And I don't remember what game was on the Game Boy at the time. Wasn't my concern. Because I was looking at the Game Boy games in the shelf, and there was one of the Game Boy, like original Game Boy versions of Mega Man. And it helped me some Mega Man. So I got the uh, clerk at the counter. I was like, I want to check out that Mega Man game. Thinking that they were just going to boot it up on the trial Game Boy. But no, they just handed me the box to look at. And my perception of how the world works was very shattered that day. (laughs) It's not as magical as that. It's not quite as magical as that, no. And, you know, but still to bring it back to the whole demo thing, like, I'm sure you remember going to random places. Like, I think McDonald's used to have, like, N64s and stuff like that. I think they had GameCubes, too. Yeah, and that's also something sometimes they would have, like... I think this is like a big thing in hotels too. I didn't really stay at hotels because I can't really say it, but there were like demo versions of stuff like you could do, like for the GameCube, you would like, you know, a trial of Mario Sunshine, Wind Waker, all that yep. kind of stuff, right? Because it would be like, you know, you can try them out if you wanted to like rent them for the weekend. Well, going to uh, Kmart as a kid, ah. back when Kmart was in Canada. <laughs> back when uh, you existed. <laughs> uh,. Speaking of those kiosks, that's how I first tried a Virtual Boy. And the only way I've tried a Virtual Boy. Oh, what a terrible experience. I right? germs. Oh. I germs, little step stool that they had to bring out. Hmm. <laughs> what a weird time we come from. Oh, shit. What did, do you remember what was like, because there's only like 12 games for Virtual Boy. What, uh, what were they sampling? It was the Wario game. Oh, that's like the only good one. That's that's actually <laughs> that's probably why <laughs> that's false advertising right there. I just I don't like that. But why I do it was, want it was that. on Virtual Boy? Well, I was gonna say I want uh, yeah, but that's like this is what you're getting with the Virtual Boy. It's like no, this is what you can get, but nothing else. I yes. do still want that really random Virtual Boy collection or Virtual Console kind of thing though. Because come on, Nintendo, it's, it might not be good, but we still want it. We want everything. Yes, we yeah. <laughs> we just want to touch all the things still. <laughs> Now, to say that, like, aside from the, like, retail, like, store demo exclusive, quote-unquote demos, I actually do own a Nintendo demo cartridge. So the demo cartridges for Nintendo, is that the not-for-resale? So the ones that you might be thinking of, there are some not-for-resale. Like, those are the ones, like, the store demonstration carts. Uh, Yeah. But I have an officially released demo for the Nintendo DS. And okay. it is one of the weirdest things Nintendo has done. It, I think it came with like the original gray brick Nintendo DS, and it's a demo for Metroid Prime Hunters. Oh. Yeah, it's called First Hunt, and it's just, I think, like the first mission or something like that. I, I've tried to play Prime Hunters, and it hurts. Because it's on the <laughs> DS and it really wants you to use that touchscreen. But it is such a strange anomaly that I have an actual DS cartridge that's only purpose is just a demo. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's it's weird to think about. It's weird to think that they would even I guess this was also they had to the manufacture time. it. Yeah, because this was before the time that the DS had any kind of storage, right? Yeah. You'd think like nowadays, well, <laughs> not nowadays, like ten years ago. Ugh. Uh the 3DS might come with a copy of like Mario Kart 7 or yes. Super Mario 3D Land just on the uh, console itself, right? As where back then, yeah, all they would have had available 
would have been just a cartridge for a demo. But it's also kind of sad and like, is it lazy to think that they made a demo to be a pack-in as opposed to just giving you a pack-in? I mean, so that's like not, extra that's not effort a hard question. to do less. Yeah, it's weird. Yes, but at the same time, they kind of stopped doing pack-ins at the start of consoles. Yeah, now they're like extra limited editions where you just pay more for it instead of just naturally yes. being a pack-in. And they don't even give you the game. They just give you the game data. It makes me sad. Yes. Like my when when I got my 2DS XL, it had Mario Kart 7 installed on it. Yeah. Up until some shady person broke in, hacked it and brought it back. Um how dare they. Right? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. And yeah. but yeah, you you don't get the cartridge, you don't get any of that kind of stuff and I mean, okay, everyone, we've we've talked about this before. We are physical collectors. We like having it in our hands. Even if we don't see the cartridge that often, it's in the case. It's just nice to have it in your hand. I might, and, I might sway a little away from that with the PS5, I've noticed. I'm, I, but the things that I want... I, who am I kidding? I'm going to end up with a bunch of physical copies. They, they cost the same. Yeah, I know. That's the worst part. Right? <laughs> so if, if something's going to cost you 60 bucks to download and 60 bucks in the store, just get it at the store. This is true. And just, you, can, you can hold it. You can share it with your friends by just handing it to them. You can cry yourself to sleep because you spent 90 bucks on a sub subpar game. <laughs> yeah, I think the most I've spent is $60 on an $8 game. I'm sure. Sure, I could find different ways to inflate it, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a choice. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, to take her back to demos, uh, kind of died around the PS2 era, didn't they? Yeah, there there's a few demos out for PS2 and even GameCube. They're, they're bonus discs. I yes. think they often Nintendo referred to them as. Yes. Um and PCs, you didn't really see them. Not then. Uh, I think PC is demo king now. Uh a little bit. Yes. And we'll 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 get into what I mean by yeah. that. Well, we'll uh, get there. As as we get into the PS3 era. Cuz PS uh, PS2, they didn't have internal storage or anything, so it was still coming in on discs. Uh, I know different franchises usually had, like, branded demo discs, like Pizza yes. Hut. Um, Pizza Hut used to have uh, PlayStation 2 demo discs. <gasps> Demos and did used to come with food back in the day. Yes. That's so weird. Do you remember the cereal box games? Like Roller Coaster Tycoon and Clue? Ah, uh, I, I have this funny feeling that Candyland gave me malware as a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, what a bad game to get malware from. That's not quite demos, but I do know that things no, came in yeah. that kind of style, right? Like you said, like the Pizza Hut promotion, there were definitely things like that. Or, um, I don't know, they were just hand, just <laughs> I was going to say they were like demo discs, and it was like, oh, geez. Yep. I was thinking the, musically, the... but still. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh dear yeah they um, handed these things out like demos because they are demos because they are demos yes i that's probably where they're like okay we're just gonna hand this out with everything right like get the and you know what they, they did work like go, going back to ps1 like medieval that's why i got a copy of medieval is because yeah. i played the demo on that and uh, that's why i got medieval played a lot too. of tomb raider demo tomb raider yep yeah uh, and like, you know, Spyro, the game that I've always wanted because of, uh, and it, it was kind of cool because you could kind of cross promote 
the demo disc with the magazine itself, right? Like, I didn't actually have a PlayStation or a subscription, but it would be really cool. It's just like, you're opening it up, you're reading about something like, oh, I don't know, Jersey Devil. And then it's just like, oh, it's also like a 20-minute demo on this disc. And it was just like, get hyped. Yeah. Probably not very good. But It's the truest way to hype up someone, too. Like, it gave you a chance to try it before you buy it, right? And we don't really have that luxury too much anymore unless the developer chooses that. Well, and there was also, so, like, they, they put a little bit more work into trying to give you the full, like, what you're in for. So, like, some games, their demos would have multiplayer. Yep. Which is just... Team Buddies did. Yeah, and you're only going to play this one level and as as one character, so on and so forth. But, again, we played what we had back in the day, and you would just be playing it for hours. Oh, you, you play the living crap out of it. Yeah. So, so but I know it's... Slowed down a bit, right? You know, just, yeah. It, when would you say that demos kind of like started dying off? Like, I guess age of the internet, right? Well, it's weird to say that they died off. I would say more so they took a different shape. And yes, actually, uh, when did physical we, demos die off? <laughs> physical demos probably died like you know towards the tail end of the PS2. The PS3 might have had demos but i feel like they would have been leaning more into the digital trend at that point right yes you might have i for some wacky reason i want to say like europe was still getting ps3 demos but all the same i it's here's a weird transformation of the like the store kiosk demo is i never actually did this I, i grew up in a pretty rural place so i didn't really have access to a lot of places that had this or if i did i didn't know about it but the DS had the wireless download play function, right? So that was how you could, like, let's say you have a copy of Mario Party. I don't, but you can upload the game to me and I can play it with you for free, but just I have limited restrictions because I don't own the game. It's actually probably one of the coolest things that the DS did that no one really used. That's actually really cool. Yes. It it is. I like that. It would it would download a temporary data and it would be one of those things where it is on your DS until you turn it off for the most part. And stores like, used to have um, wireless download setups with cartridges that had demos that they would download to your DS. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think they're like you can actually collect these cartridges where you could broadcast. It would be like you know, I think two or three games at a time. You go go to your local. GameStop or what have you, and you just bring the DS, put it on wireless mode, and bam, you got yourself something to try out. I like that. That's yeah. that's really cool. That's 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 innovative. And it, just imagine how much easier it would have been play, to play Four Swords if you could do that. Just share it with four friends around you or three friends oh, around you. No, they wanted you to have a, a copy for everyone. Nintendo got real weird with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and strangely enough. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, now it worked very differently. This is just more of a tangent on the download play thing. I think the Game Boy Advance was sort of capable of it as well. In the really? you can play a game with another person with one copy of the game, so long as you have the link cable and stuff. I'm not entirely sure, but I remember one of the Sonic Advance games, or possibly even Sonic Battle, had a couple mini games that were only multiplayer exclusive, but you only needed one cartridge. You just had to be plugged up to other Game Boys. Oh, really? Wild to think the fact that they were working with like fake memory. Yeah, no, that's 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 kind of cool. I like that. Tune, tune in later when we actually have a dedicated discussion on how wild the handheld genres were. Oh God, they yeah. 
And I think that's probably, that was definitely part of that transition where like, you know, physical demos were starting to die. We were obviously experimenting more with like digital media and stuff like that. And the trippiest thing about that is that they were like disposable demos. Like you played them, turned it off, and then they disappeared forever. Just imagine you had to stand around Walmart playing the demo until, because you didn't want to turn it off. Yeah. I know that a time that I played a lot of demos... And it's weird because they don't feel like the demos of, like, yesteryear, as we are discussing. But when I got my Xbox 360 and, you know, days of, like, the Xbox Live Arcade and stuff like that, demos were a godsend back then. I mean, demos were at least a huge part of gaming back in the day. Maybe not so much now. Demos are a different field nowadays compared to what they were. We'll, We'll say that. I don't have time is how I feel when I look at demos now. <laughs> well, I play like this one. I, I just played the whole game. I, I tried out five demos on my VR today. Damn. Just ones I've been meaning to get to. Um, but I going back to my previous question, I would say that physical demos probably died around the, the PS3 era. And I want to say that that's also the era that PCs were starting to really gain their uh popularity with gaming again you started to hear the term gaming pc around that time yes yeah now so we we have steam thanks gavin when did uh, steam actually happen around half-life 2 so that was 2003 2004 wow that's a lot older than I it, it was it was just before that so Damn. it's it's been around for a long time so there's one thing I want to bring up, and maybe it's wrong for me to be harping on this, but uh, there is an interview. So, uh, okay, so Steam's refund policy, oh, at no. least in, in Canada, is you can play for two hours, no more, or return it within 14, and or return it within uh, 14 days of purchase. I was going to say, there's, two there's hours no of logged gameplay. Yeah. Yes. So... Back when Prey was being released, uh, I think it was a while ago now. Prey 2, I guess. But they rebranded it. Prey is a messy subject. But regardless, uh, Arcane Studios Prey. So okay. from the creators of uh, Dishonored. Mm-hmm. In an interview when they were asked why there was no, uh, no demo out for any of their games, the... Uh, I'm looking it up and trying to make sure. Yeah, Arcane's president... Ralph Colantonio, uh, I probably butchered that name because I, I don't think there's a space in the name, but uh, it's just a resource assignment thing. We couldn't do a demo on both the console and PC. We had to choose. Besides, PC has Steam and Steam players can just return the game prior to two hours. So it's like a demo already. Touch and because like it, they make a good point, but it comes across rather vindictive. Well, this... You can't just pass the buck to say, oh, yeah, just do a refund because Steam is also the home of a lot of indie games and whatnot. And if they're getting refunds out the wazoo because people just want to try their game, that's a lot of processing fees. And yeah, Steam's rich. It doesn't matter to them, I'm sure. But those indie companies see that and they're like, OK, we're getting some sales oh, uh, and it's bouncing all over the place and they have to keep issuing refunds. Fuck off. Yeah, that's a Not, that's not a everyone's good as big as you, Arcane. That, that's a good way to completely Did, mess with this. I, I know that there's actually been a couple small developers that put out, like, 
games that were beatable in like about an hour or so and they like people were actually just making public points like hey you could just play this game beat it and get the refund like it's a good time and just completely sapping the energy of these small developers to even bother making games anymore yes and a lot of that is because people look down on short games and short I, games I, I don't think some they of should. the best and Mega you know Man. what i i Mega will Man be great <laughs> Mega Man is great i will be fully transparent here i did that with a game i beat it within an hour and there was still stuff to, I could have done, but I beat the main story, and that's all I cared about. Uh, so I refunded it. And no, that, that wasn't a good thing to do for me. Uh, so I went out and bought a physical copy of it. Oh, that's a nice bit of redemption. I was going to so, say, shame. But I did something yes. similar, but it wasn't with Steam. It was actually with just a physical DS game. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, this would have been oh, back when like the source was like, I think it was the source anyway. I can't remember specifically where it was. Radio Shack? Yes, yes, the Radio Shack, I think. All the same, I picked up a copy of Spirit Tracks, Zelda Spirit Tracks for the DS, and I beat it within a month, and they had a return policy of 30 days, and when I went to return it, they were like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, I beat it. And I'm like, okay, well... You can't do that, <laughs> but because you didn't know, we will do this for you once. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's so, funny. I have done that, but in a very different context. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, one thing I will say about Steam now, uh, because there was an era of gaming around the PS3 time uh, that demos just ceased to exist. Like, you found the odd one out there, but there weren't too many. People weren't putting out demos anymore. They just wanted you to buy the game. And I'm glad to say that like that seems to be turning around, seeing a lot more demos. Uh, Square Enix has been really good with demos. Like they, they do a lot of like questionable things, but it's they're doing demos perfectly. They always give you a chance to try things, which is nice because they've been pumping out a lot of things. Yes. Uh, but like there was a time when demos were everywhere, then demos weren't. And it's nice to see it coming back. And even to a point where I believe it was last week. Uh, so I think once a year, uh, Steam does a thing on PC. Well, obviously, that's called the Steam Next Fest. Okay. And what that is, is seven days of demos where they broadcast a bunch of indie games and not indie games, but a lot of indie games that have demos available for you. And the whole point is just to get mass amounts of people to try out these indie games that look appealing. I like that. I like that yes. a lot just because it it's, shines a light on it. It shines a light on it, getting people to try demos. And like I, I see it all over Twitter. I see it on Instagram. People actually get out and try these games out that they normally wouldn't. And it's great. Well, uh, just, and it, it, it puts the direct spotlight. Like it's right on the front page of, of the store on Steam. Just Steam Next Fest demos for the next seven days and it would give you like recommended ones based on your library and all that kind of stuff it's it's great well and the thing i think that you can kind of take that back to the days of disc demos where because there are lots of demos out there for a lot of things nowadays but, oh yeah and this could make the argument that in the end we are all just truly suggestive sheep but it is <laughs> Kind of nice to just have like a little curated selection to be like, hey, here's a few things you might like. You know, it's a nice charcuterie board of gaming experiences. And, and it's, as it's, opposed to just yeah. 
blindly searching and then you're just like, oh, this happens to have a demo, but I'm also already so like fatigued from looking through random stuff that I don't even care to download it. Well, that's that's pretty much where I've got with the VR stuff. Like I've I've gone through search specifically for VR demos and then download a bunch of demos and it's like, all right, I'm done. It's, <laughs> didn't, it's very didn't easy to them. look at so many things and just be like, I don't want to do anything now. Yeah. <laughs> now, just this is a very random kind of experience I've had in the world of demos. Is how I learned about Steam actually was due to a quote unquote demo version of Binding of Isaac on Newgrounds. Ah. Yeah, it's really, like, it, because Newgrounds, you know, anyone who was there and played a lot of Flash games back in the day, you would expect, like, a small bite-sized kind of thing as a Flash game, and you could still sink hours into it, but it is what it is. But it was interesting to finish a Flash game, and then it was like, get the full version on Steam. It's like, what do you mean? This is, this isn't it? Yeah. And I thought that was... Binding of Isaac had quite the story growing up. Oh, it's it's a game that deserves a whole discussion of its own. But I thought it was really cool, like using that avenue to advertise your game. Because again, I had never heard of Steam before, and you know, just this quote unquote underground website where yeah. <laughs> you get to try this out, and it opens my head. Like that's pretty much my first experience with indie games as a whole. It could go in a whole different direction as to how indies are. A Big old, well, we got Mindy's for that. Yes. But. We we could go on a topic on Indies as a whole, but that's going to be a long episode. But we talking demos right now. And yes. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting way to kind of convey a trial version of your game. It's almost like the shareware again. <laughs> so something that can be kind of demo-y, but not at the same time, is betas. I was actually going to say, like, what is your thoughts on, like, demos? Do you think it's kind of in the same camp of things like, for example, Steam Greenlight and Early Access and stuff like that? Because they're technically demo builds. The, they are. Uh, early Access stuff you generally buy into. Yes. Um, but depending on the game, it's it they can be, like, solid, like... I got Factorio when it was in early access and it was in early access for years after I got it. It still felt like a full game and it was polished. Well, and not only that now, because I, I feel, still think it feels like a demo per se, but you get to watch the game grow. Yes. Which is a very interesting side to see of it. Now you can say like, you know, you spend money as a little, it's different from demos in that regard. But at the same time, it's still serving that purpose of selling you on the experience, right? Yes. Uh, and oftentimes, like, early access is cheaper than the actual full product. Oh, yeah. It's almost like kickstarting. So what about betas, though? So as an example, uh, Diablo 4 had a beta that I uh, participated in. Sometimes they're public, sometimes they're private. Uh, you get to try the game free, but, like, after launch, there is no play for free so i so i i got to play diablo 4 before purchasing it granted it was only it was a segment of the land uh elden ring not that i was part of the uh the network test or anything but there's quite a few people on that getting to try elden ring out secluded to a certain area very much like a demo uh pit people 
which uh, was the last game released by Behemoth at the time of recording. They're working on Alien Hominid uh, Invasion right now, but I'm excited. Uh, for that. It was a private uh, beta that I got in on for Ooh. Pit People. That would be speaking so, of private trials. Actually, I haven't gotten to do many of those, but the one that I was most excited to do and got selected for was the trial demo for Smash Bros. for 3DS. Oh, yeah. And they, they kind of made you jump through some hoops for that. Like, I think you had to be, I don't think it was called My Nintendo at the time, but whatever their, like, Nintendo Club membership was, I think you had to, like, apply through that. And Okay. Yeah, I randomly got a notification on my 3DS. It's like, you've been selected for the 3DS demo of uh, Super Smash Brothers, And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, and I, I played the shit out of it. And something about that approach kind of just makes you feel like I've been selected to try out this new game. Yes, and it's it's not complete, but I mean, at the same time, a lot of the demos that were released in stores and stuff, they weren't complete either. I, I actually think that like a beta version of a game sounds more or has more of that kind of demo vibe than an early access. Like, for example, um, the Street Fighter Six that just came out and a lot of fighting games, actually, they'll usually do like an online beta test where really all you can do is fight against other people, which is fine because that's primarily what you're going to be doing anyway. Most yes. people who take fighting games seriously are trying to fight other real people. But it's a limited time thing and you get a full hands-on experience of the game. It could yes. be improved due to it, but it's still enough to make you figure out, like, you know, do you want this or not? That's its entire goal is to sell you on a product. And now... Uh, well, I think Street Fighter Six had the public uh, test demo or test beta, and then it also has a demo. It does have a demo, yes. It yeah. requires a Capcom Club membership, which is why I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot to ask, and yet somehow too much to ask. But yes. all Company, the same. Stop, stop asking for our stuff. Can we just sign in with like Google or something? Or just none at all. I, just let me I, I, I guess if it has online they... functionality, yeah. Yeah. Damn. And if if you want to take your account other places, then you can't just lock into a PS5 or if your PS5 breaks, you lose all your progress. I don't Ooh. know. Ooh. The 3DS, I actually also dabbled with a lot of demos. It was a pretty good little console for demos. But That's I think too that's bad I never got into the 3DS era. The eShop felt pretty starved at times, so when they gave you something, it was like, oh my god, finally, something new. Gotta check this out. Yeah, yeah. I can't speak to... I don't remember the Wii really having demos, but I also know that I didn't really use the Wii much growing up. No, the the Wii was a novelty. You, you got it for Wii Sports. <laughs> I didn't even get it, it for Wii Sports. I got it for Smash Bros. Uh, I will admit, Mario Kart Wii is kind of one of a kind. And other than that, Virtual Console. Yep. But I don't remember demos. I'm sure it had them, but... If it did, I wasn't caring to try them out. So today we still have demos much more than we did during the the PS3 Xbox 360 era. Um, demos are kind of everywhere now, but then there's this new type of demo that uh, is really being pushed on people, and that is the trials where they give you X just... amount of time. Yeah. I was going to say, we're talking the game trial. Now, the game trials, yes. I've noticed at least because uh, PlayStation, they're like most premium membership. They offer game trials, do they not? Same with uh, I think it's their extra, not premium. Yeah. Which, so uh, the middle tier. 
And yeah, when you have the Nintendo Switch online, you also have access to game trials. And yes. I like it. I'm not really bothered with it, though, just for the fact that I don't like being told how, like, a window that I have to, like, it's like I have to schedule to get my games. I'm sorry, I game on my time, not your time. Yes. <laughs> you can't just hop into something and check it out. You you are kind of pushed, and if you think you're going to be getting up at any point during that time, because it's, it's usually, what, two hours? That a they game trial? You? Yeah. Mm, I know that 90 minutes. Nintendo... I don't know if they give you a time limit on how long you can have to play, but it's usually like you have a three-day span to do the game trial. Okay. So, you know, if you've got the time to grind it out, heck, you might even be able to beat it, but at the same time, it's just like, <laughs> surprise, this is your weekend now. Yep. And, ah, and I also don't like the thought of, and maybe this is just my aversion to just digital media, but I don't like how to do a game trial, you still have to download the entire game onto your console. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't go you, away you, when you the have... trial's done. You just no, don't you... get to, to play it. Yes. Like a just in case you really like time. the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is kind of, okay, so I can see the positive flip side of that, where if you did enjoy the trial enough to actually purchase the digital version, it's there ready to go. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, which also kind of brings me back to, again, Square Enix is really good for this in their demos. And I'm kind of in the middle about how I feel about it, but I think it is a good idea that their demos are, like you said earlier on, usually the first like two or so hours of the game. And it's kind of cool that you have the option to carry over your progress from the demo into the actual game. Yes, and that's because like, they started off the first couple hours, right? So yeah, the, the one and, issue with that, and that's it's kind of like what you ran into with Final Fantasy sixteen. It can be a little bit of a slower burn, right? So you aren't getting the full experience of the combat or anything. It's it's not like a secluded look at what we did. This is more of a this is the opening to our game. Yeah, and I mean, if something as epic as Final Fantasy, it is going to like. I find those games really got their teeth sunk into you at about, like, the five-hour mark or so. Not yes. the older ones. They had, like, 20 minutes to impress you. <laughs> like, yes, geez, you're an hour in in Final Fantasy VII, and I'm pretty sure you're, like, well halfway through Midgar. So yes, it's been a while since I played the original, but all the same. As where now, you know, they have these much bigger elaborate things. They can't just, you know, they're no longer commercials at this point. So, but my issue... And this is a personal thing. But when I'm playing a demo, I don't take it as seriously as playing the full game. So, yep. you know, I'm I'm more inclined to just not search every nook and cranny and all that kind of stuff. And then to find out, it's like, well, that was your opening to the game. It's like, well, I'm going to want to do it again as much as I don't want to do it again so I can do it better. Or if it's the game trial, it doesn't really give you the option to, to go explore. No. Because you're limited to how much time. <laughs> no. So, you know, I'm... I like it as an idea, as something in principle or in practice. Though it's not really something I take advantage of. Yeah, yeah. It's if that's the only way to try it out, then maybe. You know, you have a good demo though when you replay the demo. And that's what I did with uh, sixteen. Is so, I I didn't replay the demo, but I got rid of the save file. Oh, so you did what I was apprehensive of. Yes, I I redid ah. all the beginning. Again. Uh, admittedly, if and when I do get it, I'm going to start it just from the very beginning, just because. Yeah. I don't know. Something seems weird to like get as far as I did and then come back to it. Like, let's say I pick it up in like two or three months, and it's just like you want to start where you left off. I was like, ah, oh, 
No. What's my Normally guy's name my... again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'm in it. I know that. Yep. So am yeah. I. Yeah. I wonder how I'm doing. You got uh, you got anything else on demos? I mean, the, the, it's it's a shorter topic. It's demos were great back in the day. They disappeared for a bit. Now they're back in multiple ways. Some good, some bad. They both have their pros and cons. Demos are supposed to be short and sweet and sell you on the product. And if we can clock in this episode at a short one, that's sweet. Hopefully, it sells people on the product. Uh, but yeah I think as as far as a whole like I mean to give my like final thoughts on demos I still think that they very much hold their have their place these days like there have been in recent years good chunks of demos that have definitely like when Monster Hunter comes out with a demo oh my god I am on top of that stuff yes and they're very very successful when they are successful now that said I also have a hard time finding the time for demos because you know they feel like not even a half experience. It's weird. It's very weird to say, but it's hard for me to take a demo seriously. But when a demo is good, boy, it lands. Yes, absolutely. That, that that's my. Do uh, you got any final thoughts on uh, demonstration games? I miss the PlayStation discs. I I miss I miss the and and magazines too. Yeah, but not, aside true. from that, it's, it's it's just not the same getting a PDF and a just, digital download, is it? No, no, it's uh, not. Yeah, oh, makes me shudder. But yeah, I think <laughs> I think I'm spent on this one. If you want to do the honors and close us on out, yeah, I'll close us on out before we hit the five minute mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> guys, thank you for joining us for a shorter episode of the Optional Boss Podcast. You can always comment or shoot us a message, DM or email at Optional Boss PC on Instagram and Twitter, or at Optional Boss PC or sorry Optional Boss Podcast at Gmail dot com. One of these days, I will get these right the first time. And Hopefully they're contacting us by then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And uh, again, if you haven't left a review and you like the show, by all means, uh, throw us a review. We're supposed to be asking for them. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye! Bye!